Now this morning, actually last night, when I was just spending time with the Lord, He laid this on my heart and um, He laid something on Tony's heart. But as we were, just as we were about to land worship, Tony come, came to ask like what we're feeling. And I, and I really felt the Lord wanted me to share this word today. Because it's something that I didn't prepare, I didn't, but if I don't share it today, I'm going to lose something. There's going to be something lost in it. Can't you hear? You wanna the waves? You wanna you wanna come you wanna come more forward? For those that can't hear, if you can walk, come closer. Tanya can't walk; she busted a knee. And in the I think it was in the week uh, we had a uh, elders meeting where we zoomed in. I think Tony was also on that zoom. And Walmer, I'm sure most of you know him. So he's had, he's just been given about 8 to 12 months to live. And he was sharing how he's, he's sensing that his time is near. He's sensing the glory of God. He's just sensing it around him. He said he is praying for more time. He is trusting for more time. But he can sense eternity knocking. But when he shared with the rest of the elders, he said, but well, some of you guys might jump the queue. Which we don't know, tomorrow might be your day. Like, I've kind of got a date. And eternity has been magnified. But some of you, your time might be tomorrow or next week. So every single one of us here should be walking with eternity magnified in us. And then Lucas shared uh, the priest from last Sunday about how he shared with the guys, what are you carrying? Are you using what's in your hand? Are you using what the Lord has placed inside of you? For the kingdom. And as I came before the Lord and I was like praying about these things, the Lord actually convicted me first. He showed me there is things in me that I'm not using. There's things, the areas where I'm not stepping out. And as I was just spending time before the Lord, He reminded me that He is the judge. And this is not going to be an easy word this morning. It's not going to be an easy word. But you know, whenever it's good sometimes not to get an easy word. You know on Facebook if you see these, um, these scams about get rich quickly through investments or whatever. If you go into that thing, it sounds good, it sounds positive. But it's actually going to lead you to destruction. And today is not going to be a happy positive word, but it's going to be the truth of God. And really I feel the Lord wants almost send a warning to each and every one of us that we do not be deceived, that we search ourselves, that we say, Lord, come and search our hearts. Lord, what have your way in us? And the first thing the Lord says is, remember that I am the judge. And in John 16, 8, it says, And when He has come, you will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now we will be convicted of sin. What is sin? Everything that is not righteous, everything that is not of God is sin. You know, so sometimes we can compromise, we can decide what sin is. You know, if you take a straight line, everything that is not in a straight line, everything that veers off that thing is not a straight line. If, this, if sin is a straight if righteousness is a straight line, everything that veers off it, even a little bit, is not righteous. 
And as Will was speaking, he was talking really of that day that we all will face, where we will be judged. And for those that are not in Christ, that does not believe Him, that He does not reign over, it will be a day of condemnation. For those that are in Christ, for those that are His, it will be a day of weighing up what is your reward. But you need to know that you are in Him, truly in Him. And as I was spending time in the Word, I was like, Lord, this thing of judging, and the Lord kept on saying, I am the judge and I am the Savior. But often we do not talk about Jesus as the judge. Right? But in, the, in Acts, in the early church, they often spoke like that. When Peter went to uh, the house of Cornelius, this is what he said. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. It's interesting that he mentions judgment. He'll be the judge before forgiveness. And when Paul was speaking to the new churches, and, and mainly when they spoke to those that were not, that were not uh, Jewish, to the new believers, to the Gentiles, Paul said, In the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent. For He has set a day when all will be judged, the world with justice by the man He has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising Him from the dead. The one who will judge that day, on that day will be the one that was raised from the dead. It will be Jesus. And often when when I call those out, what what are you carrying? What are you using that in your hand? I'll do it in my time. Lord, I'm busy now. Lord, one day when I hear you, clearly I will step out and do your thing. But that day may never come. Because remember, it's not in our time. If we are His, it's not in our time. It's in His. And I was reminded of the parable of the miners or the talents. But I'm the real one that's in Luke. Remember, as Jesus was going into Jerusalem as king, he recognized that all the, all the guys around him, they were expectant. That, that he could hear that in their hearts, they were like, oh, Jesus is going to come now, he's going to enter Jerusalem, he's going to overthrow the Romans, and it's going to be glorious that we're going to reign with Christ right now. But then he gave a story of how the kingdom of God works. And this is the story. In verse 11, uh, it says, while they were listening to this, he went out to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten miners. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. So ten miners about three months salary. So Jesus is giving a picture of how the kingdom of God works. He says, I'm going away. But I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give each of you something. But I'm coming back to see what you've done with what I've given you. And this is the interesting thing. In verse 14 it says, But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. That is the side. So when he comes back, he's not going to be everyone's king. 
Not everybody's going to be submitted to him. Not everyone's going to say, Lord, reign over my life. And I want you to remember that because we're going to come back to that. But it's interesting that he says there that those that hated him didn't want him to be king. Now, there isn't a middle ground. There isn't a, like a middle ground with Jesus. There isn't a, I can be halfway in, halfway out. Jesus says, if you're not mine, if I'm not your king completely, then you hate me. Then you hate me. There's no middle ground with him. And then obviously, when the servants, when he came back, he spoke, the first servant he went to, what have you done? And he said, I've multiplied it tenfold. And he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. And he said, you'll get ten cities. No, this is the reward. The second servant came and he said, I've multiplied fivefold. And all Jesus said, all the man said was, well, you can have five cities. Right? This is the multiplication of what, the, how much have you put in? So he didn't get well done in this, in Luke's version, he didn't get well done. He just said, okay, well, you get five cities. Right? You've done something with what I've given you. And then the third servant, we all know, that he buried what the Lord gave him. And the Lord called him wicked. You've done nothing with what I've given you. Nothing. And I think it's important right now as we're sitting here now, one, we need to know truth that if you are Jesus, if you are His, if you have been saved, you have something that is put in you, that you can use in your workplace, in your business, in community, in church, in your life, there's something you can use. And if you're not using it, if you buried it, I want you to see it. So Lord, I don't want to bury myself. I don't want to bury what you put in me. I want to use it. Because else you call me wicked. And then, further on it says, He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has more, who has more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even that what they have will be taken away. Because he actually told the, the guys around him, go and give the one that was buried, give it to the guy that had ten. And the people were like, no, that's not fair, you already has ten. And Jesus says to the one that I give, that has, that multiplies, I'll give more and more and more, because he was faithful. And everywhere in the world you see this thing of, if you are mine and you're faithful, what I give you, there'll be more. And there'll be more. From glory to glory, there'll be more for you. Because I can tell you, the word, the word says, because I found him trustworthy. And I feel the Lord saying, ask you have to have this in heart. If the Lord comes before you now, if you come before Him and He asks you, Are you trustworthy? You need to be able to answer that. Can you be trusted with what He's put in you? And then later on, this is for the enemies. Remember earlier on? Those that said, I don't need to be king. I don't need to be my king. And He says, They hated me, they my enemies. This is the end of that parable. He says, But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. You see, there isn't a happy story. There isn't a Jesus will understand. See, right now we're living in a time where Jesus is Savior. Right now. Right now there's an opportunity to use what's been put in inside of us. There's an opportunity to reach the lost. Just open to tell the good news because it is good news right now. We can tell people Jesus is Savior. There's one that can save you. You know, the word says that sin corrupts. That's why you condemn sin. 
who is the corrupts And sometimes I feel like many times in the church or churches have this thing of we like a fridge. No, we go into the fridge so that we can we start getting corrupted, but we can get corrupted slower. Like people can come alongside us and and try to help us, and but we start getting corrupted. Because the solution, the only solution is we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. New things have come in Christ. And every one of us here, if we are here, we need to be new creations. The old things must have passed away. That is the way, that is the only solution, that is the way it works. But I want to say that a caution right now, when Jesus kept on, when I was in the Word and I kept on hearing that I will be the judge. On that day He will be the judge. This day that the Word speaks about. When we come before Him. There will be, He's not Savior that day. Those that cry out, I want to be saved, I want to be, you can be my king, it is too late. Because on that day he will be the judge. On that day he said, bring those that didn't want me to be their king. And kill them. Send them on to death. And can I say the truth of who Jesus is, he's savior. He's the lion and the lamb. He's the savior and he'll be the judge that day. That who Jesus is, he cannot change, he is perfect. And he is faithful. As faithful as He is as a Savior. As faithful as He is that you can rely on Him. That if you call on His name that you will be saved. And if you believe it in your heart. That He will save you. That He will put something in you. That you will love Him because He loved you first. That you will walk in His ways. That you will not be hearers of His word but you will be doers. Because He is faithful. That same faithfulness. You will be as faithful as a judge. On that day. He will be found faithful. There will not be any negotiation. There will not be another way. On that day, there will not be, I'll give you one more chance. Right now is that day. And I think for each and every one of us here, each and every one of us, there needs to be a daily thing of when you wake up, when you come before the Lord, as Lord use me today. If that isn't our posture, if our posture is, Lord, I want to carry on my life. I want to do it my way. I'll go to community when I feel like. I'll go to church when I feel like. I'll, when I hear your voice, I'll be obedient one times out of five times. When you call me to speak to that person in my workplace, I'll do it if I feel good that day. Then we are walking in our own ways. He is not reigning over us. And I felt the Lord say that do not wait for that day when He is the judge. Today is the day. As He is Savior, today is the day to advance the kingdom. Today is the day to say, Lord, do a work in me. Lord, change me. Lord, use me day by day, more and more. Lord, when that day comes and when we enter in and there's going to be those that is around me that I know I spoke to, that I had a hand that you use me, Lord, to impact the eternity. Let that be our posture. And if it isn't, let us come before the Lord. If there's nothing in us that, Lord, I want to take what you've given me and walk, in that, and walk in it and use it. If there's nothing of it in you, you need to come before Him once again and say, Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Lord, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Because your word says, those that are mine will obey my commandments. Those that love me will obey my commandments. And this is not an optional thing. And I want you to Wrestle this thing in your heart. Do not 
Do not justify. Do not come and say, Lord, one day. No, today. Today needs to be the day. Because we don't know about tomorrow. Because I want to do two calls. So now, all eyes closed, heads bowed. If there is anyone here this morning that has never given their lives to the Lord, that has never said, Lord, come and reign over my life. I want to, I want to walk in your ways, Lord. I want to surrender to you. If you've never said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner that's corrupting me, Lord. But if you've come and make all things new, if you make me a new creation, if I'll be born again in you, Lord, in your spirit, Lord, that I'll, everything will be new for me. If you've never said that, I want you to raise your hand. If you're not sure, I want you to raise your hand. If you did that one day, years ago, and you know right now, you are not his, I want you to raise your hand. If you've backslidden, I want you to raise your hand. I know almost everyone here. So I'm assuming that everyone's saying. And then the last one. If there's anyone here, sitting here, and I'm going to pray for you guys, you can just stand up if it applies to you. And I'm going to pray. If there's anyone sitting here and it's like, Lord, everything you've put in me, I'm not using. Lord, there is areas where I'm still walking in my own way. Lord, there's things in me, Lord, that I know it places your stuff, pushes your stuff to the back. And Lord, I want that thing to be in my heart. I want it to burn in me. It's not burning right now, Lord. I've got my own plans, my own things, my own priorities. Lord, I've heard so much, I've heard so much that I know I don't walk in it, I don't do it. Lord, but I want to walk in it, Lord. I want to be a doer. I want to pick up what you put in me. And I want to invest it into your kingdom. I want to advance your kingdom. If there's anyone sitting here this morning and that word is for them, I want you to stand up. I want to pray for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is between you and God, eh? Don't care who's watching. Come on, Lord. It's a frightening reality. We don't always want to talk about the tough stuff. But you know, the word is clear on that day. The one where people were given a gift and they did nothing with it, God says, I'll take it away from you and throw you out. And throw you out into outer darkness. It's like... As Joe started, it's a, it's a heavy word, but it's a truthful word. That, you know, it's there to remind us that God is a gracious God, a loving Amen. God, a forgiving God, but He's the judge of all. And um, He will take away what He's given us if we haven't used it, if we haven't multiplied it. There's a scripture that says there's a form of godliness, but denying its power. Woe to the person that portrays a godliness. But the Spirit is not there. There's no power. You can't pray for people. You can't encourage people. You can't bring life because you, 
you you have a facade of godliness, but it's empty. I heard a quote last week that said, this life is all about investing, and the next life is mm. about reaping mm. and enjoying the fruits of investment. But if you're investing in the wrong thing in this life, there's no reward in the next. Amen. Oh, my hat. <laughs> May we be a people that invest in the right thing, the kingdom. Amen. Even though I think I Tony shared now about you have a form of godliness by denying its power. That denying its power is you're denying the power of God to change you. The power of God to shift your heart. And that's why as you're standing right now, believe the don't deny the power, believe the power of God to shift hearts. Jenny just wanna share something quickly and then we'll pray. Yeah, I just So, Lord, I pray for every single person standing here, Lord, whose cry is, Lord, use me, Lord. If there's very things, Lord, Lord, I pray that you come by your Spirit, Lord, and you bring grace, Lord, and empower them, Lord, to, to unbury those things, Lord, to dig up those things, Lord, and start walking in it, Lord. Lord, I pray where there are dead things, Lord, that you come by your Spirit and bring life, Lord. Lord, where there is tiredness and weariness, Lord, that you come and bring a refreshing, Lord. Lord, where there has been a perspective that's been like the world, Lord, looking to building a different kingdom, Lord, a kingdom that will not stand, Lord, that you come, Lord, and bring revelation, Lord, so that we may see your kingdom, Lord, your glory, Lord, that we may invest in your kingdom, that we may be a people that invest in eternity, Lord. Lord, I pray that you shift hearts. Lord, I pray we as people stand up where there is a recognition of a hardness of heart, Lord. That you come and soften, Lord. Soften areas, Lord. Lord, where there is areas that are protected, Lord. That you cannot touch, Lord. That That's exactly where you'll go in, Lord. As David prayed, Lord, come and search my heart, Lord. Come and seek every area, Lord. That you may shine, Lord. That you may have, that you may reign, Lord. Lord, I pray over every person standing, Lord, that you will reign over their hearts, Lord. Lord, that you will reveal, Lord. That you will bring grace, that you will refresh, Lord. That you will empower, Lord. That every weak area, Lord, that you will strengthen, Lord. So, Lord, come and have your way. Lord, I pray that you come by your Spirit and speak into hearts in the days and weeks to come, Lord. Lord, you will speak into areas. Lord, you, Lord, you will bring boldness, Lord. Lord, that everyone will have an opportunity to use what you've placed in them, Lord. There will be a stepping out, Lord. Not in their own strength, but in yours, Lord. Not in their own courage, but in yours, Lord. Lord, I pray that there will be such a sense of your presence, Lord. That as you speak, they'll go because they know that the, the faithful one is with them. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, right now. That you are the Savior, Lord. That you are looking to save more and more, Lord. Lord, that you may use us 
You may use us, Lord, to plant seeds, Lord, that people may come to salvation, that your kingdom may increase, may advance, Lord, so that on that day, Lord, there will be many that will rejoice, Lord. So, Lord, come and have you way in us, Lord. Have you way in us first, Lord. Have you way in us first, Lord. Do a work in us first, Lord. And then through us, Lord, and then use us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, I, I get a sense this morning that each and every each and every one of you has a gift, or two or three or four or five. They're dormant. And you know, you know you have a gift. To do something. Gift from the Spirit to do something in the body of Christ. Maybe you've Occasionally you're like, I oh, know they do a pantry distribution on a Saturday. I really should get involved, but not now. Stir it up. Maybe a gift of worship, a gift of encouraging others, a gift of contributing, a gift of giving your time. Yeah, Lord, you know, I'm tired at night. I'm busy. Life is busy, man. I want to encourage, I want to, I want to challenge you this morning. You know the gifts God has given you. If Come they on. dormant, Come on. wake them up. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. You're not here to serve us. You're here to stand before the King and say, Yes, Lord, I use my gift for your glory. It's not Josh Jean, it's not us, not the church. It's the King. I want to encourage you, man. I want to challenge you. Don't bury your gift. And don't use it because you're afraid of judgment one day. Use it because God's given it to you. For what? To glorify Him and to serve the kingdom. Come on. Let's get active. In, in this body. Let's get active with one another. And not only in this community, but mm. in the other. Come on. Yes, Lord. Father God, I pray for a stirring this morning. Yes, Lord. Stirring. Lord, you've stirred me to read more, to, to meditate more, to mm. pray more, to reach out to others more, to show hospitality, to be a gift, to pray for healing, to encourage others to serve somewhere that we're not a bunch of people that bury our gifts and not use them yes Lord Father God will has been given a date he's been told 8 to 12 months yes by the doctors but you Father God might give him another 15 years because we know you can even will admit, mm. I might have a date, but you don't know your date. It might be sooner. Mm. So, Lord, we don't want to enter into your kingdom in fear. We want to enter going, I've done what I could. Yes, Lord. Stir us up, Lord, to do what we can, whether it's great or whether it's minor, it makes yes, no Lord. difference. That we do what we call to do, Lord, for your glory Jesus. Yes, Lord. We pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
Lekker, guys. So lekker to see you all. And this is not us preaching to you, hey. This is Joe and Tony looking in the mirror going, and me, Lord, be gentle. Amen. So just, be, just before you guys go, I just want to say that, um, so the word is to encourage. When, you know, when the Lord convicted me uh, in the week, it was encouraging because I saw stuff I didn't see before. It wasn't like, oh, I suck. It was the encouragement of God. It was as if He came in and encouraged me and say, it wasn't like, you slick, you're not doing this thing. It was like, I'm going to stir something up in you to walk in it. So I'm going to encourage you guys. So there's an encouragement of God that is like a reflection of, there's a wake-up call for some. For some it's an encouragement for more. But it's God saying, right in this season, my grace is sufficient. That I can pour myself into you in this season, if you're ready to receive. Because He's not in judgment season. He's in the season of salvation and strength and growing and advancing His kingdom. Okay? Amen. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, guys.